1: Now I'm confronted with what do I do here? I'm in trouble because I am not where I thought I would be. I know I can trace my steps back, but the problem is that if I go back, it was about an hour of walking that I had gone by now, it's going to be completely dark in the midst of the woods.
2: Welcome to Commando on Demand Insider, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. I'm Mike James, and today Kim talks with the chairman and CEO of Barrett-Jackson Auction Company. This year is the 49th anniversary of the huge Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction. Millions of dollars worth of cars, and we'll explore the tech behind the auction as well in just a bit. And we're going to try to find you some free money today. That's right, old tech that's laying around your house could be worth, well actually there's one piece of technology that many had sitting in their living rooms back in the day, that's now worth $25,000 How about another life-saving iPhone story? We love these life-saving iPhone stories, and we've got a woman who was saved in Tampa, Florida Plus, if you've ever felt guilty because you had to leave your best friend at home, your dog we've got news for you that might just help we're also going to hear from a guy who couldn't get his computer to connect to Wi-Fi, so he tried to reboot and then Google HP Help Desk. Why, that's a very bad idea. What happened and how can he fix it? And every week we give you a trivia question to kind of test your knowledge of technology. We ask that you don't Google the answer. Just try to figure it out from a process of elimination. If you've ever spent time actually reading terms of service and end-user agreements when you download an app, You'll see all the line after line of legal conditions, mumbo-jumbos, and ins and outs, and do's and don'ts. Some companies really try to cover themselves against just about everything, even if it's tongue-in-cheek. For instance, a massive app's end-user agreement includes a line that says you can't use the service to make nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons. So the trivia question is, which app is it? It's going to be eBay itunes snapchat or youtube again in their terms of service that you can't use their service to make nuclear chemical or biological weapons is it ebay itunes snapchat or youtube the answer coming up later in this podcast and a quick reminder we have the kim commando show podcast it's great every week kim gives you the very best tech news tips DIYs, and we take your questions on the Kim Commando show. It's on over 400 radio stations nationwide. And for that podcast, without the commercials, you can go to getkim.com. That's getkim.com. All right, we're excited to have chairman and CEO of the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction Company, Kim's conversation with Craig Jackson in just a bit on Commando On Demand Insider.
0: Tax day is coming. Oh, no.
2: Commando listeners know how technology moves so fast. Sometimes it's almost impossible to keep up with everything that's going on. And that's why there's Commando On Demand Insider. It's our way of keeping you informed and on the cutting edge of technology. This weekend's the big Barrett-Jackson auction in Phoenix, Arizona. But really, there's bidders worldwide. Here's Kim's conversation with the CEO of Barrett-Jackson, Craig Jackson. We all
3: know how crazy a heated eBay auction can get. Now, think of the biggest online bidding war you can imagine. What else? Classic cars. My next guest is the chairman and CEO of Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. He is a pioneer in the world of online bidding. And based on projections, this year is looking to be the biggest Barrett-Jackson auction yet. Let's give a warm welcome to the Kim Commando Show. And thanks for joining us, Craig. So tell us, what are some of the greatest cars that Barrett-Jackson is selling this year?
4: Well, it's it's hard to pick between them. But the one that's behind me will be history when we sell the first mid-engine Corvette on Saturday the 18th. And that will make history. We have a great lineup. We have Paul Walker's cars that are going to be sold for his family as consigned the cars, his daughter, for the estate. And it's a great collection of lightweight BMWs, uh, one of the cars that was in the Fast Five, Uh, his daily drivers. He was a real car guy, and it is his entire collection is selling at no reserve.
3: Wow. So that mid-engine Corvette, you know, everybody's super excited about it. What, what do you think it might go for? It's
4: hard to say. We sold the last front-engine Corvette at our Connecticut auction, and it brought $2.7 million. The end of an era, what does Vin 1, the next generation, bring? The first C8. That'll be interesting. Who lines up for it? Who wants it? It all goes to charity. So yeah, you get the tax write-off and you get a piece of history.
3: So you have how many cars this year? Uh,
4: 1,950. It is a new record for Barrett-Jackson, the largest consignment, no reserve auction in history. 1,950 cars, <laughs> and no reserve.
3: Boy, that's crazy. And so uh, how many square feet do you need for 1,950 cars?
4: Well, the entire auction area inside the fence is 74 acres under roof. We have over a 1,100,000 square feet, two Guinness Book of World Records for the tents that we put up, and uh, the entire site is just at its limits. We took what, for people that live here know. The Equidome, which is a horse arena and carpeted the entire thing to make it the primetime showcase because we have so many great cars. Friday this year is going to seem like Saturday normally. And Saturday the 18th is unbelievable, the lineup that is coming.
3: So take us back in history a little bit. How does the auction compare now to those beginning stages of when Barrett Jackson was just getting started?
4: Well, when it was first getting started, it started as a car show for charity. That's why charity has been such a part of Barrett-Jackson. It evolved into an auction when my dad and Tom Barrett, Tom Barrett, was selling his collection. And it was about 80 cars between the two families, about 120 cars. And it was primarily pre-war classics. So how the auction has changed, one in size... It is not just an auction, it's an automotive lifestyle event. You have all the major car manufacturers here doing displays, four manufacturers out on the ride and drives. It's a very interactive show. 300 different vendors selling everything automotive and lifestyle. It kicks off with a party that's about six, 7,000 people with live oh, entertainment. <laughs> and it is really a automotive festival. And one thing this year is we're going late into the evening, so it's really gonna be a all out party this year. And it really reminds me of what the tempo is like in about 07, you just feel that energy, the way the bidders are coming in, the cars are coming in, the economy's at an all time high but the mix of cars has changed. And now we're selling more resto mods, we're selling more 80s cars because now the X-geners and the millennials are starting to buy and the average age of our buyer over the past 5 years has dropped 10 years in age. So you got to change the mix of cars and I think the Paul Walker collection is an excellent example of that.
3: Yeah, you know what always strikes me when I'm walking around the Barrett Jackson car auction Is the number of people that I see with generations, like you'll see you'll see a grandfather with a father with a son or daughter. I mean, that really speaks to the longevity of the Barrett-Jackson car auction. And really, it becomes a family event.
4: It absolutely does. And we make the tickets uh, very affordable because we love having families come and share the passion of car collecting. And I what you said is so true. I'll be walking around the site and I'll have a family, a grandfather, a father and a son. And they'll grandfather pull me aside. and He goes, it's the only thing I can talk to my grandson about his cars. I don't get his video games and all this stuff. But when we come here, we talk the same language,
3: which is just fabulous, because sometimes it's so hard to talk and break through those generations. Now, let's talk a little bit about online bidding, Um, because for people who are watching, especially here on Bloomberg around the globe they can now bid online on some of these cars and that they say, what type of infrastructure did that take?
4: Well, for the long time, so when we first, you know, you talked about we were early pioneers. We launched our website, 94. By 95, we had written a Java app to do online bidding. Now we use companies to help us with this because you need really the, the, the whole dark fiber, the back end to make it lightning fast. Uh, We use a company that helps us do that. But you can go to our website and register and do everything at Barrett-Jackson.com. And uh, the best thing to do is do it early in the day so that uh, you can get into the lineup of cars. And if you want a phone bid, you can also do that with us. Uh, No matter where you are in the world, if you get a hold of us, we can make your dream come true.
3: Now, we, a couple of years ago, you were kind enough to show me the back end of everything that was going on with Barrett Jackson and just impressed the heck out of me. Because, it, you know, the one thing I will tell you is all the cables. I was like, oh, my gosh, but everything's all organized. But you just threw out a term that I'd like you to define for our audience. And I know what it is, but I want you to explain it. Dark fiber. What is dark fiber?
4: So that's when a company has taken a a chunk of fiber and tied it to the different nodes where the server farms are so that the only thing that could really slow us down is that 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 last mile now we have worked with the city of scottsdale to bring a lot of dedicated fiber into here so typically if there's a slow point it's usually on the other end rather than having to go through public isps jumping 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 which slows down we want millisecond response You know, I have some guys that will be watching on TV, and I go, you can't watch on TV. It's got to go up to the satellite 22,000 miles, back down again, put the commercials in, back up again, and back down. And you could be talking about a 10 to 12-second delay. When you're bidding with us online, it is almost instantaneously, and that's because of the dark fiber.
3: Which is just amazing to me. It's phenomenal that you were able to pull all that together and to make it happen. What was the biggest challenge in making that happen?
4: Uh, Getting the last mile to here to Westworld. So when we first moved out here, it only had copper. So we were bonding copper together to get bandwidth and working with the city of Scottsdale. And on the same time, we're all fighting for the bandwidth. So television is here. We bring in uh, portable cellular towers. Everybody wants to Facebook Live, share photos, use the app, download pictures. So. Every time you up it and you say, okay, we're bringing in this many gigs of bandwidth, we can never outgrow it. But then file sizes get bigger, more people start using it. So we have to take, and when we set up our VPN, we set up certain dedicated tranches so that we do not slow down the bidding uh, or the way that we all have to communicate.
3: Which is just amazing. What do you think is next for Barrett-Jackson?
4: I think you're going to see more and more globalization, especially with the internet. Uh, it is instantaneous. We have a lot of clients in the Middle East, some that come, some that have representatives, and they will actually be buying from there and keeping it so that they can uh, communicate with us in real time is very important. And as the internet, we were early adopters, we want to keep evolving. But at the same time, it's really how you represent the cars and how you uh, position so that somebody that hasn't seen it has confidence. And that's been years of us building our inspection system and how we quantify the cars and now putting that online.
3: And just one final question. What do you think about all the self-driving cars?
4: Uh, I think, especially being a resident here of Arizona, uh, it's still a ways off. Uh, I like some of the technology. The adaptive cruise control is great. I guess I'm still a little old-fashioned. I don't see myself reading the newspaper going down the freeway (laughs) and relying 100% on technology yet. Now- I fly in airplanes that are on autopilot all the time, but we still land them manually.
3: <laughs> well, You know what? That says it right there, Craig. It certainly does. Hey, we appreciate you coming on the show and giving us a behind-the-scenes look into this landmark series of auctions. And if you've never been to a Barrett Jackson car auction, you're totally missing out. They take place in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Mahegan Sun in Connecticut, and Las Vegas, Nevada. And don't forget, you can view the cars, you can bid
2: online from any Around the world. Hey, if you've ever had a question for Kim Commando, it's not as hard as it seems. As a matter of fact, it's very, very easy. If you have a digital question you would like Kim to answer on the air, Jump over to commando.com. That's commando with a K. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little button that says be a caller. And it's really as simple as that. We'll ask you for some details and a producer will get in touch with you to set up a call. All right, how about another life-saving iPhone story? We love these. How an iPhone flashlight saved a woman in Tampa, Florida. Next, a commando on demand insider.
3: Now that the new tech of CES is behind us, let's do an in-home inventory for old tech that might be worth money. All too often when new tech replaces old, we end up putting the old tech in a closet or drawer and forgetting about it. But here are some old tech items that might be worth a good deal of money. Start with anything from Apple, the older the better. The first iPhone could get you up to 5,000. The original Macintosh computer from 1984, if it works, it'll sell for 2,500. The Apple Lisa, it could fetch as much as 50 grand. The iPod first generation, well, you could get 20 grand and up for that. And an original good condition Sony Walkman up to 700. Remember the Commodore 64? 1200. The Atari 2600 gaming system, depending on the games, anywhere from a grand to
2: $10,000. Welcome back to Commando on Demand Insider. Our next guest is an avid hiker but uh, one time got lost and the story of how her iPhone may have saved her life. Here's Kim.
3: Libya in Tampa, Florida. Hello there.
1: Welcome to the show. Hey, Kim. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. So I understand that that you got lost in the wilderness. What's going on with that?
1: What happened is um, I I wanted to take some time for myself to relax and to clear my head because I, I love nature. My husband uh, and I are avid hikers oh good uh, and so we are uh, experienced we love to walk many many miles um, very often almost on a daily basis recently my husband uh, was um, uh, he had to go to the hospital to Moffett cancer center to be treated uh, with a bone marrow transplant Wow. and that's why we are in tampa i see we actually live in, in Lakeland Florida and so as he is in the hospital I like to take time out to just clear my head
3: yeah well you know, you know uh, what? when somebody's going through that cuz i you know i've been shepherding my mother through pancreatic cancer it takes an emotional oh. toll i mean and as a caregiver right you've got to be cuz yes. i'm the caregiver that you've got to be right there yes. like oh you know cuz you're the you know you're the cheerleader
1: okay we're going to do this exactly. it's going to be great it's- Exactly, exactly. And so,
3: you know, you're smart and taking a little time off to yourself to kind of regroup so you can come back. Because I've seen so many people, they get burned out, you know, and in caring for a loved one. All right, so you went on a hike.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was doing. I was just trying to clear my head for a moment, and and I ended up looking for a park in the uh, neighboring area. I found this beautiful park called New Tampa Nature Park. Um, You know, it's beautiful. It has uh, things for children, uh, high security. So I figured it would be great for me because I'm a female, I'm alone, and I just wanted to be in a safe place. And I was enjoying myself in the park for about two hours, um, and I was ready to return to the parking lot and leave. But at that moment, I noticed at the corner of my eye this beautiful, heavily wooded trail called Panther Trail, and I figured that since I still had about one hour of sunlight left, it was about maybe 5, 4, 445, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, I figured that I would just go and take a quick look at this trail and just, it looked very innocent, very short to me. Uh, it wasn't marked at all. And uh, I thought it would be more like a butterfly type garden type thing. And I wanted to check it out and just leave, you know? Sure. That's when I got into trouble because the trail ended up being way longer than I expected. It, it, I thought it was a loop, and yes, it is a loop, but it's I don't know how long of a loop. <laughs> it, was, it was gigantic. And so I, I go in, and uh, I'm walking, and I'm expecting the turnaround, which I finally saw the turnaround like a mile in. Wow! And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is really long. So, um, so I'm rushing to, to return to my exit again. And uh, I noticed that as I'm returning after the loop, uh, that my return time is twice as long as my entry going in. So I'm like, that
3: and that's a never a good sign,
1: okay? (laughs) No. And so I'm like, this this doesn't add up. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I finally see the clearings for my exit. I'm like, Okay, here we go. I finally made it just right just before sunset, you know? And I exit. And when I exit I realize this is not where I came in, it's a different exit. Oh. So, so now i somewhere in this heavily wooded area. Now, the exit uh, happened to be, I noticed that there was a, a, uh, a path that was mowed. It was grassy. And uh, so it was some sort of service uh, drive uh, that was, um, it, it was just dirt and grass.
3: Okay, and so, and now, knew, okay, so now the sun's going down,
1: right? Oh, it, it, yeah. It, there's hardly any sunlight left. Wow! So and now I know, and I notice that I only have twenty five percent battery life on my phone too. So now I'm confronted with what do I do here? I'm in trouble because I am not where I thought I would be. Um, I'm not lost. I I know I can trace my steps back, but the problem is that if I go back, it was about an hour of walking that I had done by now. It's going to be completely dark. Completely dark in the midst of the woods. So, so,
3: I so, you know. So, just for the sake of time, so, did you try to like call the authorities or
1: call your your family or or, oh, did, I your, did. or I did, did your or did your did your phone die? No, no, no. Well, no. Thank goodness, thank God. No, uh, I had twenty five percent battery life. The first thing I did was to try to let my family and my husband know where I was by utilizing GPA GPS uh, location devices um, through WhatsApp. And um, and that's what I did. Uh, for a very strange, uh, it, it was a very strange thing that the location on their end did not match the location okay. on my end. So,
3: so how did you get saved? Because we're going to run out of time. How did you get saved?
1: Well, I had to call nine one one. Okay. And they finally sent. Uh, I didn't realize they were going to send a helicopter. So there was a helicopter that came my way. It was already nighttime. And I utilize the flashlight on my iPhone to signal the the helicopter, and that's how they found. Me.
3: okay here's what I, I, here's, heres here's what I want you to do. I want you to look this up okay There's a website called find me spot uh,
1: find me spot. Okay.
3: Dot com. Uh, what I want you to do I want you to go buy yourself one of these It's a, a okay. It's a spot satellite and so if you are ever hiking by yourself because it's not safe to do that okay ever hiking by yourself, what you can do is hit a button. And 911 knows exactly where you're located by the longitude of latitude. You can also send messages out to your loved ones that you're A-OK.
2: It's Commando On Demand Insider. And the trivia question today is there's a big tech company that in their terms of service says that you can't use the service to make nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and so what company do you think it is? eBay, iTunes, Snapchat, or YouTube? That answer is coming up in the next segment. As well as we're going to talk to a guy who actually did a search for HP Help Desk, called the number and, well, trouble ensued. We're going to tell you how to stay away from these kind of scams and what he's going to be able to do to get his computer back.
3: I see those sad, brown, golden retriever eyes every morning when I head out to my studios. But Spotify thinks they have an answer. A podcast with soothing music and what they call dog-directed praise, stories and messages of affirmation and reassurance narrated by professional actors they're not the only ones thousands of DirecTV customers pay an additional $4.99 a month for a 24-hour dog tv channel for morning relaxation stimulation and exposure that are three to six minute video clips made for dogs now i know what you cat lovers are saying hey what about us so far no one's offering equivalent video and audio cat programming probably because cats just don't
2: care Up next on commando on demand, it's a guy who called an h p help desk or so he thought and uh didn't work out
3: uh cliff in Portland
5: oregon Hi there cliff hey, how are you doing? I'm great to to be able to talk to you guys. I listened to you uh when I was in a foreign country called Florida
3: <laughs> they let <laughs> and, you uh, out they no, let you out oregon. of Florida did they let you What's out that? they let
5: you out of Florida yeah, they let me out it was it was a very interesting place <laughs> um I was uh, having some difficulties with my computer, and uh, I have an HP, so I called the HP help desk, and I got this gentleman on the phone, a real heavy accent, and uh, so anyway, he said that they could help us, so I gave him permission to, you know, to get on my computer.
3: Okay, whoa, 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 my, just wait, 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 stop. Yeah. How did you find the phone number for HP?
5: Well, I did a search, HP uh, Help Desk, and the uh, first one that came up was HP Help Desk. So I clicked on it. It looked like a valid site. Okay, so you got scammed. I got scammed. Okay. But the good thing is, is uh, you know, well, the, let me back up. The bad thing is, after he got all done with whatever supposed fixes they were doing he said oh by the way you owe us 599
3: dollars and you're like i could have just gone and bought a new computer thank you exactly
5: so i kept him on the line a little bit and i asked him a few real basic computer questions which he wasn't able to answer one of them having to do with security about you know vpn and ad ad blockers and uh avast and basically his comment was well no those are worth anything you need to get what we have so we can monitor your computer 24 7 and keep anybody from did you did you
3: you pay him no okay no i didn't pay all right good okay so i I wound up hanging up well so how how's the computer running now
5: Well, it's it seems to be okay. Uh, I did have a problem yesterday where I wasn't able to get my my screen to turn back on. Uh,
3: Here's what here's what I want you to do. Okay, And you're not you're not going to like the answer. I can I can tell you right now you're not going to like it because I wouldn't I wouldn't like it if anybody told me to do this is that you got to, you know, back up all your files. okay all my files are backed up okay and then Uh, then you're gonna need to do a system uh, restore because I don't know if they have a key logger on there and you don't know that and so you're just gonna be like putzing around doing your stuff and then before you know it somebody stole your identity and somebody logged into your bank account and and who knows what else they could have done because whatever you do on that computer suddenly they would have instant access to every darn (sighs) thing right And so you you just you can't take any risk uh, at this point and and uh, further damage, not just to your time and effort and energy, but now it's also your personal identity. So make sure that you do a whole factory reset, restore your files. I know it's not fun. And the next time you need a a tech support number, just type in HP dot com. Don't Google HP help desk because that's how bad things happen to good people. Like you, Cliff. And thank you
2: so much for your call. All right. It's time for the Commando On Demand Insider Trivia Question Answer. And the question is, we've all read the – no, nobody reads the terms and conditions when you're putting an app on your phone. They go on and on. Some companies really try to cover everything that's possible in the terms and conditions. For instance, one massive app's end-user licensing agreement – has a line that says you can't use the service to make nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons. Which app is it? eBay, iTunes, Snapchat, or YouTube? Well, if you guessed iTunes, you are absolutely right. Uh, Apparently, Apple frowns on the creation of nuclear weapons using their service. Who knew? And you might have heard months ago that iTunes will actually be shutting down after nearly 20 years, and they're going to split it into three new apps, Apple Music... Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV. Regardless, I think it's still safe to say that you shouldn't use those services to develop any weapons of mass destruction. Hey, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. You'll have it on your device uh, every week automatically. And here now, it's Kim with some final thoughts.
3: Airbnb is trying to fix their image problems. I mean, it's all fun and games until someone else reports another hidden camera. Now, to be fair, it's not just the host. Airbnb has also been cracking down on people who just want to rent a party house that they can destroy. So they've been working to improve their screening process. Apparently, Airbnb has software designed to scan your online presence to figure out if you're trustworthy. Its AI will scour the Internet looking for things like illegal activity and traits that could paint you as a narcissist or maybe a psychopath. Airbnb owns the rights to the software according to the patent that they filed last year. Now, a lot of patents that get filed never come to pass. I mean, look at all the cool tech that Apple files patents for, but we get the same old iPhone every single year. Either way, better be on your best behavior online if you want to make sure that you get that Airbnb rental. Otherwise, it's goodbye five-bedroom vacation home and hello to Motel 6. You can find your local radio station that broadcasts my show, along with more DIY how-tos and tips, videos, free news alerts delivered from me to your email address, along with the Commando community, where you can blog and ask your tech questions on our website. That's commando.com. And I'll see you on the radio for the Kim Commando Show.